Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Eve and the Antecedents. Tick. Eve. How do you work? The little cog rocked from side to side. His brass casing caught the setting sunlight, turning him a reddish hue. Eve took another bite of her sandwich and carefully avoided looking directly at him, instead concentrating on the view. They were on a cliff edge, her legs dangling and she could see for miles. It was mostly desert, of course. A few patches of scrubland and the odd cactus breaking the otherwise smooth dunes that seemed to go all the way to the green mountains in the distance. How do I work? I'm powered by amber, Tick said something inside his carapace humming quietly. I know what powers you. It's like the experiments they used to show us at the college, Eve said, putting the rest of her food aside. You can make sparks appear by stroking a cat with an amber rod, but that's only the start of it. The sun began to dip below the horizon, lengthening all the shadows, and Eve finally looked down at Tick. The amber of ordinary trees isn't much use for storing energy, but the specially treated amber we use is ideal. We can charge it with energy, much like we humans eat food, and then use it to power a motor or mechanism. She picked up the heavy cog and brought it up to her eye level, knowing that he could fly away at any time. That isn't what I asked. Tick engaged the focused energy beams that kept him floating in the air and she let go. He drifted backwards slightly, almost over the edge of the cliff. Three times the college has nearly gotten a look inside me, and you've never done anything but defend me and hide me. Why the sudden interest? Eve bit her lip, heart suddenly beating fast in her chest. I want to know if there are more like you, or more could be made. The words came in a rush, like a guilty admission. For science, she tagged on lamely. You want to make another me? Am I not good enough? Quite the opposite. You're amazing. Think what we could achieve if everyone had their very own tick. She tailed off, then shook her head. I understand that you're unique, though. I guess if you were to make another me, I'd feel like I had to compete all the time. True enough, Tick said, and then settled in her lap. My casing is brass. The interior is coated in a material similar to ceramic, which prevents the brass from conducting the electricity generated by my core. The overlapping brass plates on Tick's front slid up, like a knight's visor. Inside, a solid chunk of what looked like ceramic, starkly white, was nestled inside a mass of wires and dust. The ceramic was approximately brain-shaped and covered in grooves in which a white light glowed. There were six wires leading to the coloured glass sensors that were set into the front plate, and it was some seconds before Eve realised why it looked so familiar. It was identical to the arrangements of nerves leading from the brain to the eyes in a human that she had seen in one of her textbooks. Little dust balls filled some of the grooves. Eve whistled quietly. You've never shown me this. Then she poked at one of the dust balls. This doesn't get cleaned very often, does it? When I'm turned off, there's an automatic cleaning cycle that runs on the interior and involves raising my internal temperature to the point where foreign particles combust, Tick replied. But I don't turn off anymore. Too much to do. The brain casing moved and split into two halves, which peeled back from the core. Inside, she could see a ball of amber, more than she had ever seen in a single automaton. It looked like it was in a cradle made of felt, and it was spinning. Lightning crackled over its surface. 
The front part of the brain core was a short, fat crystal cylinder. Two tiny metallic objects, like fleas, were dancing from place to place on the cylinder. The amber powers you, but it's not connected to anything, she said. This is magic, not science. The casing began to close, hiding the crackling amber ball from sight. The amber powers me, yes, but it powers itself too. Did you see it was spinning? As it spins, it rubs against the felt and sparks are created. The sparks continue to power the spinning, which is generated by a small wheel on the bottom side of the sphere, which in turn continues to generate power. Eve narrowed her eyes. That's not sustainable. You're talking about something like a perpetual motion machine. Something that makes energy forever. Friction always robs any moving parts of a bit of energy, meaning that it takes more energy to keep it moving than it creates. That's why the flat area at the back of my body is also a sunlight collector, Tick said. The brass visor snapped back into place and he was whole again. The warmth and light of the sun goes into a type of battery that provides enough energy to keep the whole system running. Okay, so mechanically you work and you're powered by amber, but we can have the same conversation and you respond in different ways and you actively learn things. Eve reached into the bag at her side and pulled out a small automaton she had found in a cave. It was bulky and had a key sticking out of its back. See? If I turn this, I know for sure it will walk forwards. Stop, do a little backflip, and then carry on walking forwards. She wound it and placed it on the ground. Sure enough, it walked forwards, stopped, made a little yapping noise and performed a backflip straight off the edge of the cliff. There was a moment of silence, and then the distant sound of a fur-covered metal object hitting rocks. Right. Well, anyway... Eve said, trying not to think of what her supervisor would say. The point is, you can reason. That thing couldn't have reasoned. Did you see the crystal cylinder inside me? Eve nodded and Tick floated around to be next to her. My creators, the antecedents, had mastered the ability to store information. Like a book, but much more so. A library? A billion libraries, Tick said, a note of awe entering his voice for the first time. They could fit the entirety of a human existence onto steadily smaller and smaller storage devices. Finally, they were able to write information straight into crystals that would last many times their own lifespan. There are little sensors that shoot beams of light at various points on the cylinder, both reading the information already in my brain and writing more information. Just like my memory. Better. I'll never forget, unless the cylinder is damaged. The amount of data my creators could store was much more than the sum of a human, and devices like me became popular. Able to reason like you? Not at first. The sun was down now, and Eve shivered. She got up and began to walk back towards the tent, Tick hovering at her shoulder. I'm a type of artificial intelligence, an AI. There are different types of AI. For example, ones that aren't as good as a human in all areas, ones that are as good as humans and could pass for you, or ones that are better in all respects. You're the only one though, right? Not at all. Remember the chess automaton that Master Stewart created? It's in the museum. It's unbeatable. Every chess move ever is recorded into it, and it can beat any human. It's functionally better than humans at chess, but it can't pass for human. Neither can I, really. I don't look human. You could be human to talk to you, Eve said, climbing into her sleeping bag and wrapping the blanket around herself. Maybe that's where the antecedents went. Maybe they weren't just able to store information on those crystals. Maybe they stored everything they were. Every part of themselves. Perhaps they built bodies like yours. You could even be an antecedent. The little cog didn't answer.